0: Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. How come you're reading the paper now, McGee? Isn't the Mickey Mouse Club on television today? Yeah, it's on, but I had to send my musketeer beanie out to have one of the ears glued back on, and I, I just don't feel
1: like right watching the show
0: bareheaded. <laughs> so give me the society section if you're not looking at it, will you, dearie?
1: Sure, here you are, kiddo
0: dear. That Millie Pritchard is finally getting married to Adi Eckerly. Oh, hey, Molly, listen to this. It says the bridesmaids are going to wear lavender. Molly,
1: this is important. Listen. One of the biggest uranium strikes in history was reported today near Pueblo, Colorado. A lone prospector named Elrod McGee filed a claim at the government land office that is reportedly valued at $10 million. Oh, don't you realize what that means?
0: Yeah, it means that other people have all the luck.
1: Not in this case don't, the luck is going to be all ours. This Elrod McGee is my long-lost
0: Uncle Elrod. Oh, McGee, you don't have an Uncle Elrod.
1: I most absurdly do. He went west to seek his fortune before I met you. Why, it must have been about
0: nineteen oh ten or 11. It must be him. It's got to be him. Elrod is an unusual name. There probably wouldn't be two of them. Just
1: a minute. It says here there's a picture of him on the back page.
0: Does it look like the same person? Hmm. Well, it's hard
1: to tell. man changes some in 45 years.
0: Let me get out the old photo album here.
1: I think he's from one of the group pictures I've got in there somewhere.
0: Of course, even if it is the right person, he may not remember you. He'll remember me, all right. In fact, I think I'm his only
1: living ancestor. It's the same one, Molly. He's got a handlebar mustache in this picture. But look at the way the ears are set.
0: Yeah, there is a resemblance.
1: Oh, there's no doubt about it. You see how the nose bends off to the right there in both pictures? Molly, we're on easy
0: Street. <laughs> well, I don't see how you figure that, McGee. Even if this man is your uncle, he's under no obligation to share his good fortune with us. You haven't had any contact with him for years and years. Well, he's an old man now. He's probably longing for the companionship of a family. We've
1: got as much companionship to offer him as he's got money. It's only right that we should ask the poor old lonely old fellow to come and pay us a visit. Oh, McGee, he'd just think we were after him for his money. Not after the kind of a letter I'm going to write him won't. Here's a pencil and paper. You take this down and I dictate.
0: It doesn't seem right to start being friendly with him just because he's rich. I can't think of a better reason. Now write this down and give me your best spelling. Dear
1: beloved Uncle Elrod, My poverty-stricken wife and I have been thinking for some time how we'd like to
0: share what little we have with our favorite blood relative, namely you. You're shoveling it on pretty thick, dear.
1: Molly, when I'm
0: expressing
1: my unbounded love for somebody, I just can't hold myself back. <laughs> oh, how was I? Oh, yeah. We don't have much of this world's goods, but as has always been the case, what's ours is yours. We want you to come visit us and enjoy all the comforts of home life. Your beloved nephew, Fibber. P.S., bring your money with you. Molly, put that P.S. in capital letters. I I want to be sure you don't miss it. Boy, oh boy, oh boy, I can hardly wait for my Uncle L to get here and pay us a visit. I wonder how much of his ten million bucks he'll give us for being so nice to him.
0: Well, I don't know, McGee. If I just made a uranium strike and then got a letter from a relative I hadn't heard from in 45 years, I'd think he was after my money.
1: Molly, blood is thicker than money. And I'm Uncle Elrod's only living ancestor. There isn't a doubt in the world that he'll come and visit us. I plan to have a lawyer friend over for dinner the first night he's here, and that way it'll be easy for Uncle Elrod to change his will in my favor.
0: I think you're taking an awful lot for granted, McGee.
1: I'm taking it any way I can get it, preferably in big bills. The main thing, of course, is to make him feel at home. I'll let him have my easy chair. Oh,
0: you will? Oh, yeah.
1: We'll watch his favorite TV programs, even if it means I have to miss Rin Tin Tin for a week or two.
0: But he, we don't even know whether he's coming or not.
1: After the heart rending letter I wrote him, he'll be here all right. You better lay in some food so he can make some of his favorite dishes while he's here.
0: How would I know what his favorite dishes are? I've never even met the man. Yeah, I hadn't even thought of
1: that. Well, he's a uranium prospector,
0: so he must like sourdough biscuits and stuff prospectors eat. Oh, McGee, those were the 49ers who ate that way. Modern prospectors don't. Oh, wait a minute. I've got an idea. i got an old diary here in the desk drawer I used to keep when I was a kid.
1: Uncle Elrod lived with us, then. I bet I mentioned some of the things he liked and didn't like right in here.
0: Well, it's a possibility. You might check.
1: Let's see. beginning with January 1st, oh ten.
0: Oh, here's a reference to him right
1: away. Uncle Philrod got in very late from a New Year's Eve party, and complained of seeing double when he woke up. <laughs> hmm. Mama fed him tomato juice with a raw egg in it. Make a note of that, Molly. He likes tomato juice with raw eggs.
0: McGee, he just had a hangover.
1: Molly, I don't pass moral judgments on people with ten million bucks. So get plenty of eggs and tomato juice in. It.
0: But he had the hangover in 1910. What's
1: the matter with that? That wasn't a dry year. Now, let me read further. January the 2nd. Uncle Elrod fell asleep smoking a cigar and set his mattress on fire. That means he smokes cigars, Molly. I'll lay in a supply of the best 15 centers I can find. Well, I hope he doesn't set fire to the mattress here. I don't care. Just so he don't have his money stuffed under it. Now, let's see. January the 3rd. Old Molly Driscoll, I had a sprained ankle, so it would give me an excuse to take fern crawl to the midwinter dance. Oh, well, we'll disregard that.
0: January the 4th. McGee? Now, Molly, that was a long time ago. Telling me you had a sprained ankle so you could take that hussy fern crawl to the dance. The very idea. Oh, I was just kidding, Molly. I joked in my diary all the time like that. Well, it's no joke to me. I think that was a terrible thing to do.
1: Oh, you like that?
0: I don't even have my hands on any
1: of Uncle Elrod's $10 million yet, and already my home is being wrecked. You know something, Molly? Money don't bring anything but unhappiness with it. I'll see. I'll spend about a million getting the house fixed up and having some new shrubbery for the end. Might even be able to have the driveway paved for that amount.
2: Hi, mister. Oh, hi
1: there, Jean. <laughs> I didn't see you. How's each and every little thing with you?
2: Fine, Mm Hmm? Can
1: I have a missile, to you? Can mm-hmm. I, I'm surprised at you. Know. Word apparently has gotten around the neighborhood that my millionaire Uncle Elard has come to visit me, and no doubt will change his will in my favor while he's here. So the first thing you do is come fawning around trying to get a cut out of my newfound wealth, taking advantage of our friendship in the procedure. I'm
2: sorry.
1: Now, you ought to be. You ought to be ashamed of yourself to be, Kenny. Just what would you have done with that you ill-gotten nickel if I'd have been soft-hearted enough to give to you?
2: I was going to put it in the parking meter out in front so you wouldn't get a ticket for leaving your car there.
1: Oh. Well, I'm sorry I misinterpreted your motive, Seenie. I guess I'm just being overly cautious about not letting any Sharpies talk me out of the money I'm going to get.
2: That's okay, Mr. Green. Say, mm-hmm. hey, are you really going to be a millionaire? I mean, honestly, truly, I, I mean, I'm kidding, honest. Pastor
1: and hope to die. Are you really? Well, well sure, Anthony. My Uncle Elrod has made a rich uranium strike out in Colorado, and I'm his only living relative, and he's coming to visit me. I'll just put two and two together from an events, and what do you got? I don't
2: know. I can't add.
1: Well, you got me being wealthy. That's what you got. Uncle Elrod will be so happy to have me open my home to him that he's sure to give me at least a couple of millions on account. On account of what? On account of I'm his favorite nephew. You know, Ginny, your neighborliness and wanting to save me from a traffic ticket has convinced me that I ought to spend a good part of that money on my friend.
2: Fine.
1: Yes, sir. And you certainly aren't going to be left out when the goodies are garnered, sis. I'm going to see to it that you get a brand new party dress.
2: a pink one with blue bows around the
1: hand. Is that the color you want?
2: No, I like green. Oh, you do, eh? Hmm? I
1: say you do, eh?
2: Do what? You like green. So do I
1: and a green party dress it'll be. Is there anything else you'd like to have me buy for you? Well,
2: I'll set up the sled a Oh, so you
1: can go sliding this winter, eh?
2: No, next
1: summer. Next summer? How can you slide on the sled next summer?
2: Well, my daddy told me when that Mr. McGee starts giving away things for nothing, it'll be a cold day in July. So mm-hmm.
1: long, mister. Well, I can hardly wait till Uncle Elrod gets here, you know it. I've got an investment here I know he'll be interested in sinking a couple of million into.
0: McGee, I think you're taking an awful lot for granted. Hmm? Well, you read in the paper where an Elrod McGee made a rich uranium strike in Colorado. Yeah. And you're just assuming that he's your long-lost uncle. And even if he is, there's no assurance that he'll come and visit us. Oh, he'll be here all right. After that heartwarming letter I wrote him, nobody could
1: resist the invitation. And when he gets here, I'm going to hit him right between the eyes with an investment that'll let him double his money in six months.
0: I don't want you badgering that poor old man with your crackpot ideas. This is a good crackpot idea.
1: Just look at these schematic drawings I made. Ain't that something? They look like crude pictures of an automobile. That, my dear spouse, is the new McGee Super 6. Schematic. Technically, it'll be named after Uncle Elrod since he's putting up the money. But by the sheer, sheer coincidences.
0: It also happens to bear my name. Do you mean that you're going to try to talk Uncle Elrod into setting up an automobile factory?
1: Oh, it won't be so much of a sales job if he has any business sense at all, Molly. This idea sells itself.
0: But sir, are there are already so many cars on the market.
1: Not like the McGee Super 6 are. It'll be the cheapest car to operate that was ever made. You notice in the pictures how the front wheels are smaller than the back wheels? Yes. With the small front wheels and the big back ones, that means that the car is always running downhill. All you need is just enough gas to get it started, and it'll coast from there. How about that for engineering genius? Well, that's
0: probably the most ludicrous idea I ever heard. Thanks,
1: Molly. I knew you'd be sold on it right off the bat. Now, of course, it's going to take more than the ten million that Uncle Elrod has to get into production, but I got the financing all figured out.
0: Well, I won't invest a cent of my grocery money if that's what you have in mind.
1: I don't. I don't want your pittance. This is big business I'm talking in terms of.
0: Well, just so you can find your financial transactions to the talking stage, I guess there's no harm done. Well, the way
1: I got it figured, we capitulate the firm at 10 million
0: bucks. That's what Uncle Elrod's
1: got. Now, with the company capitulated at that figure, we can sell another 10 million in stock. Let's say 10,000 shares at a par value of 100 bucks a
0: share. you get a strange gleam in your eye when you start talking about money.
1: Please don't interrupt me while I'm working out the terms of incarceration here. Now let's see where it was. Oh yeah. That gives us twenty million. Then with that amount of capital, we can go to the government Reconfusion Finance Corporation
0: and get a loan for more. My, if you talk this impressively to Uncle Elrod, you might actually get him to put some money into this thing. Oh, we'll
1: need a hundred million altogether to get into full production. And then we ought to have at least another ten or fifteen million for a sinking fund. Say, Molly, could I have a dime? A dime? What for? I can't talk in these big cities without smoking a cigar. I just don't happen to have the price of a smoke today.